0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. This episode of Switchcraft was brought to you by Tonesberger. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 178 of Switchcraft. Is brought to you by Audible. Get a free book and directly support the show by checking out Audible. They have thousands of books from every genre. You're definitely going to find something you like. Just head over to runjumpstomp.com/slash audible. Well, it looks like we've got a little Capcom rumor on our hands. Uh this is according to Nintendo Life. Um, Capcom has an unnamed action-slash-adventure game uh, that they're going to be talking about at E3 2018, and that is uh, exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. And if you look, if you're watching the video, you can see uh, the the um, thing here from, from Capcom's uh, site. It says here that there is product categories that they're planning on talking about at E3, Uh, Action Adventure for Nintendo Switch, Action Adventure for PC Windows, Action Adventure for Xbox One, Fighting and Wrestling for PC Windows, and Fighting and Wrestling for PlayStation 4. Uh, So it looks like the Switch is getting a game that will be coming to uh, PC and Xbox, but not to PS4, which honestly is really, really surprising to me. I don't know why anybody would do that. Like I can see why somebody might put it out on the PS4 and the Switch, um, but to, and not put it on the Xbox, but to avoid PS4, which has, I think it's, I could be wrong and I I, I probably am wrong, but I think it's close to 60, th- uh, 60 million. No, it can't be that high. Maybe 60 million devices um, have been sold for the PS4. Uh, Now some of those are overlaps like somebody bought a PS4 and then uh, when the PS4 Pro came out they bought that as well Uh, and they're probably not using both like maybe it got traded in uh, when they bought it. So I'm sure it's not that high but for Capcom to not put it out on that system that's just really surprising to me. Now I'm here I am assuming that the action adventure game that's going to come to the Switch is the same action adventure game that is coming to PC, Windows, and Xbox One. And the reason that I'm assuming that is because any game that comes out on Xbox One also will come to PC and Windows. Um, Not necessarily through Steam, but through, I guess you can play any Xbox game, Xbox One game on Windows 10. Uh, So, you know maybe it's a game that they started development for and they were going to do it on pc and then they or, or started on xbox and then they decided to port it to just the switch uh and maybe we'll get a ps4 version later i really have no idea uh it's it's pretty uh surprising to me uh this could also just be a rumor and not actually be accurate so only time will tell uh e3 is right around the corner and i'm sure that we'll find out more soon And so I guess my question to you is, what Capcom property that is an action adventure game do you think that we're going to be getting for the Nintendo Switch? And you can come up with any idea that you want. What I'm hoping for is a brand new Contra game. I think that would be really cool. You know, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. I think that'd be a good idea. Frogger, Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. So big thank you to that chat zap for dropping this into the switchcraft um, links in the Discord. Uh, and uh, if you want to join our Discord, make sure that you head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash discord. Make sure that you uh, join that over there and have lots of conversations with awesome people. And it is the uh, the top games over in Europe, according to gameindustry.biz. And uh, there's something on here that surprised me. Now, I didn't talk about it last episode, or maybe it was the episode before, uh, where I guess Labo, Nintendo Labo, didn't do so hot uh, over in Japan. I guess it didn't sell very well, but it's selling very, very well in Europe. It's actually the number three entry uh, for Nintendo, or I'm sorry, for the titles this week. Of course, God of War is number one. Uh, Far Cry 5 is number two. And bringing in number three is Nintendo Labo Variety Pack. Uh, The Robot Pack is not listed on here, but that's not a big surprise. I feel like the the Variety Pack is definitely... And I I haven't used them, but it feels like it's got, of course, more variety to it. And I feel like that's more appealing to most people. Uh, On top of that, it's also $10 cheaper. Uh, Followed that by FIFA... 18 and then mario kart 8 deluxe which is surprising because that game's been out for a while now i know that mario kart 8 deluxe has outsold mario kart 8 which was a wii u game that's not a huge surprise the wii u didn't have a whole lot of consoles in the wild this in in the wild Uh, the nintendo switch uh has been selling like gangbusters and mario kart is always been one of the top selling games uh and then if you continue to follow that down in the number eight spot, we've got Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, so Super Mario Odyssey still holding strong. It's the best-selling Mario game of all time, I think. Well, best-selling 3D Mario game of all time, I think. I'm not sure if it beat the 2D going. I, I don't think it would beat the 2D ones, especially the ones that were on the Wii. Uh, but Super Mario Odyssey sold 10 million copies in six months, so that's pretty crazy. Uh, I just I'm surprised that Nintendo Labo is doing so well on um uh, on the on the charts especially with huge games like god of war and far cry 5 to compete with uh especially because those are on systems that have much larger install bases so um there you go i I still am not interested in Labo, but I guarantee there's a lot of people out there that are, and this is proof. Mario, Super Mario, Super Mario, World Nintendo is apparently making a new Left Joy-Con. Now, if you've been listening to the show since it started forever ago when the nintendo switch first came out they were having problems with the left joy-con basically it would lose connection and this uh was very very easy to find uh, um or easy to have happen if you were playing zelda like you'd be running uh running along um playing zelda and the left joy-con would disconnect from the switch And Link would just continue running whatever direction you were holding at the time. And you're like, well, what's going on here? Now, when the Switch first came out, I never really noticed uh, that I was having this issue. And that's because uh, most of the time when I played my Switch, my Joy-Cons were connected to the Switch or um, my Joy-Cons were literally like a foot from the Nintendo Switch. Like I'm sitting here in my in my um, excuse me in my podcast studio and um, even in my old studio which was my wife's sewing room uh, I could reach out and touch the switch when I was playing so I never really was very far from the uh, from the switch when I was playing and uh, there is a YouTuber named Spawnwave, and Spawn Wave uh, had taken apart the Joy-Cons and realized that there was an antenna it was just a little too short so he soldered some uh extra i don't know antenna stuff like some kind of metal i don't know what kind of metal probably a copper wire or something uh he soldered that on there to make the antenna longer and his issue went away and then nintendo started saying hey if you're having this problem uh please let us know and so i did some tests and sure enough my switch was having that same problem but i had never noticed it because i was always really close to the switch when i was playing So I, uh, you know, I called up Nintendo, they sent me a package, uh, I put my left Joy-Con in there, sent it out, I got it back like two days later, and everything has been hunky-dory ever since. And people figured, well, they probably had already fixed this issue and moved on. And I think that they probably had. However, I think that they want to go one step further and make it even better. And that is why... Uh, they, they've done enough of a change now that this requires a new FCC filing because it is making, uh, it's making the Nintendo Switch uh Bluetooth signal a little more powerful. Excuse me, than it was before. So if you go to the link in the show notes, you'll see uh, a picture of the new layout and if you never looked at the old layout you'd be like well whatever I don't really know what I'm looking at here but uh apparently to people who can look at this stuff and understand what exactly is going on uh the the Joy-Con is different inside and it's to make the antenna uh the Bluetooth antenna for that Joy-Con longer so you know I don't know if that means that the Joy-Cons that we've had in like the past six months or so are not are are still having the same issues that we did with the launch switches. Uh, So what I would recommend everybody do is just to make absolutely sure one of the best ways that you can test this is get as far away from your Nintendo Switch as you can bring up the calibration control. All right. Take your Nintendo uh, Switch left Joy-Con and start rotating the the joystick on it. Uh, Rotate it around and watch on the screen to see how it's working. And then cover part of it with your hand or put it behind you. Basically, you want to get some part of your body between the Joy-Con and the uh, Switch and I guess the water in your body starts to disrupt the electrical signal. I, I really have no idea how Bluetooth works. I know it's just radio frequency, but like uh, the fact that I was able to block it with my hand was like kind of surprising to me. Uh, but you want to get some part of your body between the controller and the Nintendo switch. And uh, if you are having the issue uh, as you rotate the joystick around, it'll start to skip on the screen. And that's how you know that there's definitely a problem. So I would recommend that you do that just to make sure that yours is okay. And if it's not okay, call Nintendo immediately. Uh, they have been really, really good about fixing these things. I know a buddy of mine, uh, Braved, he had the same issue with his. And um, he just came to my house and borrowed my, uh, my Pro Controller I handed him that, and he still had something to play with for a couple days while he was waiting for his to come back. And again, he got his back like really, really fast. So uh, I recommend everybody check it out and just make sure that yours is working okay uh, before it goes out of warranty. Vega, hot hits today, hot hits on the way. Plug into today's hottest arcade hit. Our next story comes from Nintendo Soup. And it is that Mario is about to have some more clothes to wear. I guess there's been some data miners. And the data miners have the latest patch for Super Mario Odyssey, which is 2.0.0, I believe. And they've gone through that and have pulled out some information. And it's a whole bunch of new uniforms that you can unlock for Mario in the game. Now, uh, some of... the uh, you know The data miners are saying that some of these are time unlocked, so uh, it's not something that you can unlock yet, but at some point in the future, uh, these will be unlocked so now you can go to the store and buy them. And we've got, uh, let's see, uh, we've got a batting helmet, baseball uniform, conductor costume, racing outfit, Santa outfit, view. Okay, so the baseball and the view we already have. Uh, zombie outfit harriet costume which i have no idea what that is uh the rango suit i don't know what that one is either and the topper suit which was just recently uh showed off uh so that's the one where you can dress up like uh, a a green guy with a top hat and uh the, the rabbit ears uh so i i really really like the um the zombie one the zombie one looks fantastic like his his mario's clothes are all ripped his eyes are pure white and he's got an axe sticking out of his head and he's got uh only one shoe on i think that's fantastic uh he also there looks like there's a powdered wig um and then there's the santa one which i think is really cool and it looks like a motorcycle suit uh but overall i think that these are pretty neat and um I know that my son, he already unlocked the topper suit because uh, he he really likes to play uh, Luigi's Balloon thing. And you make a lot of coins uh, playing Luigi's Balloon World. Uh, and so he always has like a bunch of coins. And so as soon as the topper suit was out, he was like, well, I'm buying that. And he went and bought it like right away. Uh, but anyway, uh, if you want to see what these looks lo- look like and you're not watching the, the video on uh, YouTube and you're not here live, first off, what are you doing? Uh, You got to be here. It's awesome. Uh, Secondly, just go to the link in the show notes and you can check it out because they're really cool looking. Paperboy from Mindscape for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Okay, we've got a quick little PSA, a public service announcement that I want to make sure that people hear about. Uh, If you have picked up uh, South Park, the Fractured butt hole. I'm making sure to space those things out. Um, Very clever title, by the way. Makes me laugh almost every time. Uh, There is a save file corrupting bug in the game. Uh, The bug has been discovered by a lot of, excuse me, a lot of different people. And um, I guess if, if there's a point in the game in which you're supposed to follow Wendy, who is a character in the game, into a phone booth, it will trigger this loading screen that will just seem to go on forever and then it will corrupt your save file in the progress which is a it's a huge problem Uh, and it's really too bad because this is supposed to be a really fun game now that being said uh, Ubisoft has uh, wrote back to one uh, user they said hey cool DJ Mick Mike I'm not sure how to say that Uh, They said, thank you for reporting the issue to us. Our dev team has identified the issue and prepared a fix that will be published with the next update. Uh, If you have any further concerns, questions, or I read that wrong, further problems, questions, or concerns, please feel free to uh, contact us. So it's good that it's patched. There's no way knowing how long it's going to take Nintendo to approve the patch for this game. So If you are asked to follow Wendy to the phone booth in your game of uh, South Park, don't do it. Just wait. And um, and that sucks because you don't want your save file to get corrupted. And uh, I've heard that it's a really good game otherwise. So make sure that uh, you're just careful and uh, be aware of this issue. Oh, Pac-Man, I'm beat and I'm ugly. Thank goodness for Pac-Man pasta from Chef Boyardee. All right, I want to talk a little bit about reviews of games and more specifically, not not my reviews, because this doesn't really apply to me, uh, but reviews of games that that give out numbers for scores. Um, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for the the Wii U, uh, that game got a six from uh, GameSpot. Okay, and they received a six. And, you know, they said the good was that it had exciting and challenging boss battles. Uh, it had vehicle sections to help break up the more monotonous moments. Uh, the bad stuff was that they said that it had dull and repetitive design and employed some cheap tricks and, uh, I'm sorry, cheap and frustrating platforming tricks. And it had harsh checkpoints during boss battles. And they gave it a six. Now, uh, the game is being re-released for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, There are some changes to the game where they added in Funky Kong. Funky Kong uh, has like the ability to double jump and, um, you know, he's got another attack. I can't remember exactly everything that Funky Kong can do uh, that's different from the previous game, but basically it's like an easier mode, okay? And GameSpot gave the game a nine this time now i know a lot of people are very unhappy uh, or a lot of people are they're crying foul because the same game got a six before and it's a nine now and 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 people are saying well they're drinking the kool-aid well first off we have to remember that uh the first one was reviewed by mark walton and the second review was by a different person by peter brown um so, of course, that one person's going to give it one score and another person's going to give it another score. That's why scores are subjective. But what you have to remember, and this is why I absolutely despise numbered scores for games. People give it a numbered score, and that's the only thing that people care about is what number score did it give? Okay. Now, this person, uh, Peter Brown, he went on to say that it had demanding platforming that tests you in a variety of ways, uh, a consistent stream of creative ideas to keep things fresh from beginning to end. Funky Kong is a great addition that serves novice and experienced players in different ways, and whether playing handheld or dock, Tropical Freeze looks better than ever. And then they didn't say anything was bad. Now. I can play a game and you could play a game and I might say that I find that it's a dull game with derivative level design and you might say, what are you talking about? This game is super awesome and I love it and we would give it two different scores. But the thing is, the problem with numbered scores is is that people look at the score and they don't bother to read the review. And this is why I never give numbered scores for for games that I review. Um, I just give you my thoughts on the game I tell you the good things that I like I tell you the bad things that I don't like and I tell you you know the kind of things that I think that you might want to know about when playing this game Um, so this is why I hate numbered reviews and this is one of the things that I want you guys to try and do if if you want to have a better experience with video games what I would recommend is that you always ignore the number the number is pointless what you should look for is who's the reviewer. Find a reviewer who plays the games that you're interested in, and then find a reviewer that tend that you tend to agree with most of the time. And it's going to take some time. You're going to have to read a lot of reviews. Um, I will recommend somebody that I think does a great job re- uh, reviewing games, and that would be Jeff Cannata. Uh Two N's, one T, he would say that, of course. Uh, he... I can't remember off the top of my head if he does numbered reviews or not. I don't think he does. Uh, But he and I tend to agree most of the time on the types of games that we like. And it's not 100% of the time, but most of the time when I read or watch one of his reviews, I'm like, yep, I'm right there with you. I agree. And uh, so I would recommend that you find a reviewer that you mostly agree with and pay attention to what they say about a game, not the number that they give it. Now, no offense to Mark Walton or Peter Brown here it's not their fault that uh, GameSpot is forcing them to assign numbered scores to the game and the reason that GameSpot forces their uh, writers to assign numbered scores to the game is because um, they want to get their stuff in Metacritic I think I I could be wrong about this, but it's what people clamor for. People are always clamoring for what score do you give it? Uh, Is this a 9? Is it a 10? Is it a 3? And I find that to be the least useful part of a video game review. But that's just me. Pitfall, a jungle adventure game designed by David Crane from Activision. All right, so we've got brand new trailer of gameplay footage from the Splatoon 2 Project Octo, no, that's not it. Just oh no, that's Project Octopath Traveler. Um, I think it's just the Octo update. Uh this basically is the single player DLC for Splatoon 2. And we finally have some gameplay footage of this game. And I'm I, I think it looks really good. Now I'm not gonna bring it up on screen because then my YouTube thing will get flagged. Uh so what I want you guys to do, if you want to see what this looks like. Uh, it looks so fun. And uh, just click on the link in the show notes. But uh, they show just a little bit of uh, sniper, like uh, this level where they've they've got to use a sniper rifle to hit these uh, enemies as they slide by really, really fast. And it looks really fun. And whenever I, when I watched this, the first thing that I thought was, man, I still have yet to really play Splatoon 2's single player campaign. I jumped right in. With Splatoon 2 multiplayer and I never looked back I never went back to the single player to check it out I probably I, I might have spent like an hour on it once and uh, I was irritated most of the time and the reason why I was irritated was because of the that thing where they hide the entrance to the level and you have to just walk around spraying stuff in order to see uh, in order to find the entrance to the level which is a huge pain I really don't like that um, uh, but, uh, I would definitely, I have got to finish, uh, the, I got to finish the single player campaign for Splatoon two so that I can try out this Octo stuff because by all accounts, I've heard from many people that Splatoon 2's single player campaign is really, really good. I adored the single player campaign for Splatoon one minus the stupid hidden, uh, hidden, uh, zone entrances. Like that just drives me crazy. Um, and this footage makes it look really good. And I also really like the tone that they're setting. Uh, they've got this weird tone where they're, and this isn't in the gameplay footage. This is just kind of like the intro for the Octo expansion. That's what it's called. Now I remember, um, the thing that I feel like I, it feels like a zombie movie or something. And I can't quite place my finger on what about it makes me think of zombies, But there's something about the intro to this that makes me think of zombies. There's something about when they unveiled the Octo Expansion at the Nintendo Direct that makes me think of zombies. And there's just an overall feeling that I get when I look at this. And I like that idea in Splatoon 2. So I've got to finish the single-player campaign so that I can check out the Octopath Expansion. And, you know, if you didn't already know... Uh, the Octopath expansion is uh, if you finish it, you can unlock being an Octoling instead of a squid in uh, in the game or in the multiplayer game, which is kind of cool. I really don't care about that, but I know that there's a lot of people out there that do. Uh, so I think it looks awesome, though. Speaking of videos that you should check out, we've got a brand new video on my YouTube channel, the youtube.com slash run jump stomp, and that is my my impressions of break versus battle i don't want to say first impressions because my first impression was boy i don't like this game uh and then and i talk about this a little bit in my in in my impressions or in the video i don't want to call it a full review because i don't feel like i've played it long enough to really give it a full review but i wanted to tell people about this game because i had a lot of fun with it the second time around uh but uh, my son was using my Switch and he wanted to check out some of the games that I'd received as uh, review copies because you know my Switch has a lot more games than his does because I get those review copies and he was checking out Break for Assist Battle and I was kind of scrolling through Reddit on my phone and I was watching him and I was like man that actually looks he's having a lot more fun than I was the first time around maybe I just didn't give it enough time to get used to it and so I saw that there was two player and I said, can I get one of those joy cons? And, you know, we sat down and we started playing together and we had a lot of fun. Um, in fact, last night, uh, my son, my wife and I, we all sat down and we played a multiplayer against each other, uh, playing break for Assist battle. And we had a lot of fun doing that as well. Uh, when I had played with him, it was just co-op. Uh, so now I've played both different both kinds. And, um, you know, if you want to check out the the full video, make sure you head over to youtubecom stomp. And I suppose I should probably tell you what kind of game it is. It is basically a a breakout clone. Like the you've got a paddle on the bottom, and there's a ball bouncing around, breaking blocks up at the top of the screen, and you have to keep the ball from going past the paddle. Uh, so that's the kind of game it is. Uh, I am a fan of it. I think it's a good game. And uh, make sure that you check out the video. All right. Well, that's it for the news stories. Before we get out of here, I want to take a moment to thank uh, Miguelica83 for their five-star review on Apple Podcasts. They said, Simply cool and entertaining, an amazing show with Nintendo Switch updates and reviews. Love it. Keep it up, old man. You can call me old man. Uh, So thank you very much for the review, Miguelica. I appreciate it. If you want to help out the show, that's one way that you can do it is just by going to Apple Podcasts and uh, reviewing the show. Tell people what you think. Um, Thank you all for being here while I record the show. If you didn't know, the live streams tend to be longer than the actual audio show that you're listening to now. Um, we'd get sidetracked talking about other stuff that wasn't included. And uh, if you want to watch the full show, you can either watch live over at twitch.tv slash Stomp, or you can watch the video on demand later. I cut off the beginning and end uh, just to get rid of the music. And we uh, and I post it to YouTube at youtube.com slash Stomp. Uh, thank you, everybody who has supported uh, my content already. If you are looking for ways to support my content, you can do so by heading to twitch.tv. No, that's the wrong thing. By heading to slash thank you. All the links there will help me create more content. And uh, the show just would not be the same without the live chatters. I really appreciate you guys for coming and hanging out with me. And that includes people like Kodiak, Moonwolf, Vaxer, Awate86, Arslia, uh FCD3. Harvey P twenty seven Link 31254 Mister Pokemon Res TV Slow Cool Super Eighties TF Wagner and the Lurkers. Uh, just a quick announcement: um, If you are watching or listening to this show uh, on May first, then just so you know, uh, tonight at nine p.m. U.S. Eastern, I will be on the Nintendo Powercast. Uh, that's over at uh, twitch.tv n64josh. Uh, we're going to be talking about Nintendo stuff. It's going to be me, uh, n64josh, and Super Nintendad uh, discussing the latest Nintendo news. So make sure that you head on over to uh, that Twitch channel and check them out as well. Uh, big thank you to Tom Winter and Noteblock for the use of your music. I appreciate it. If you haven't already checked out their stuff on YouTube, make sure that you do. They're crazy talented. I'm out of here and I will see you guys on Thursday. Bye-bye.